Hello, this is Brian Bolio from ITR Economics. Thank you so much for letting us participate in the uh, recent web event. It went off very, very well. We didn't get to all of the questions um, from the DRMA event, so I'm going to answer them now. Uh, we really enjoy partnering with the association and all of you, so we're happy to do this. So, here we go. Question number one, what about the end of the decade? Um, I'm not sure exactly what that means, but um, our view is still, we have serious imbalances in the economy come 2029, 2030, out through there. Um, and everything you see going on today, from the massive government debt being built up to the inflationary fires being lit by uh, the Federal Reserve, uh, all keep us headed in that direction. But our analysis shows that we don't need to bring that timeline in yet because there's no indication the world is losing confidence in the US economy. Until that happens, we can carry this debt. Another question, how does recent governmental and Federal Reserve stimulus change your thoughts regarding timing of the Great Recession? Oh, or do you think it'll still be 2030? And if why, what can we do about it? Well, no, we really don't think it's gonna change. We're, we're setting up a, a model that will measure how much the US has to pay for its debt vis-a-vis -vis our major trading partners. And we can obviously define what's normal. And when uh, those numbers on the go high, abnormally high relative to say what the others are paying, then we know we have a problem in terms of being able to fund that debt going forward. Right now, there's absolutely no indication of that. Uh, in fact, we're looking good. We pay less than China does. Um, we're, we're okay for right now. We'll let you know if and when that changes, but we're expecting when we look at inflation probabilities, that's not a real concern for right now. Next question, you're taking the 22-23 recession out of your forecast. How is uh, that true? We have taken it out because that's called the, in our world, and it was the halo effect. The stimulus package put together by the Congress, the President, and the Federal Reserve was so huge uh, that history is, is pretty clear on this. It's gonna be this halo effect. It's gonna take a while for all that stimulus to work its way through. Um, we still have some concerns about the stock market come 2022-ish, maybe late 2021. We'll keep an eye on that for you. Uh, but right now, it, uh, our models were saying we should not have that recession built in there. Um, next question. If corporate taxes go up and they subsequently raise their product prices, won't that potentially cause inflation? That, yeah, it would potentially cause inflation uh, if they can get their price increases to stick. If there isn't some generally perceived inflation out there, you have a hard time getting those prices to stick if you put them up. And you also have to have capacity utilization rates running at such a level, you're so busy in other words, that you can say, I'm putting my prices up and if I lose X percent of business, it's okay because there's more business here than I can handle. And I'd rather do it at that higher profit margin point. So it all depends on if you have that sort of high capacity utilization rate going for you, for you personally and in your industry, 
and whether there is a developing expectation of inflation out there, people will start to expect to pay higher prices. The Federal Reserve is working very hard at making sure that that is not the case, at least through 2021. They recently said they don't see themselves raising interest rates, for instance, until 2023. They're clearly setting some inflation expectations when they say things like that. How has COVID impacted ITI's expectation of a global recession in the latter part of the 20s? Um, it's made us more confident about that global recession. We call it a depression because of the imbalances that were setting the, the groundwork for. The seeds have been set. And this massive stimulative effort on the part of the US Federal Reserve, for instance, isn't unique to the Fed. It is a global phenomena and it will have global ramifications. As will, and this is, this is an often overlooked wrinkle, but with this massive bailout, both fiscal and monetary, what did a lot of people just learn? They learned, oh, when things get really bad, the government will come to our rescue. The government will bail us out. That's an incredible moral hazard that has been created by this bailout. So the next time things go bad, will the voting public turn to the government and say, we'll do it again. And we're gonna go even more into debt and build more inflationary fires. The moral hazard implications of this are one that they'll be studying in the history books for a very long time. And our last question is, have you considered the current moratoriums on evictions in your housing data? Um, yeah, we have. Um, we know that those that moratorium is not going to last forever. We've also been looking at rent collection to see how that is doing. We're looking at savings numbers to see how that is doing. We have more upside built into our single unit housing numbers than we do the multifamily for the very reason you are, are talking about the, uh, the moratorium uh, on uh, evictions is going to influence that market, but it is a temporary phenomenon. And the second part of that question was, how do you think those numbers will change when the moratoriums expire? I don't think they're going to change on the single family homes, not at the price points that, that are driving that market. Uh, I think we're going to see some weakening in the multifamily space. Um, until those jobs are had back. And if you saw the Federal Reserve's uh, forecast today, and they're clearly bullish uh, on this, they said, A, the recovery is going to be accelerating in 2021, which is what I mentioned during our webinar. And two, they expect unemployment uh, by that time, the end of 21, to be at 5.5%, which is below the unemployment numbers that we see. So if they're right about their 5.5%, we're back to essentially full employment and a lot of this concern about the multifamily space, the moratorium on evictions is gone. And I think that's, a, that's an important thought. Uh, too often we tend to extrapolate the current circumstance and assume that it has some sort of longevity associated with it. Remember, this was a natural disaster, COVID-19, with human intervention exacerbating the economic ramifications of COVID-19. COVID-19 will go into the history books. We will have a vaccine. It'll become something you will get 
vaccinated about, maybe on a regular basis, maybe it's a new flu that's going to happen every year, but we learn to live, we learn to cope, and we go back to being ourselves. So, yeah, 2021 is a year of recovery. There's no real growth, per se, because we're still running below 2019 year-end levels for a whole host of measures of activity. Uh, but in 2022, by the end of the year, we're, we're poking our heads, economically speaking, above that year-end 19 level, and we are looking at absolute real growth going on. And that's a rising tide that's going to float a lot of our boats, including tack onto that, the nationalism, the changing supply chains, et cetera. Uh, there's a lot more good than there is bad. By the way, one more thought about the multifamily while well, that's still fresh in my mind. Go where the people are, right? And you can obviate a lot of those concerns. Like go to you, the Dallas market isn't going to have the issues that are I'm inferring anyways from that last question know night market and go there thanks again for attending the uh, drma webinar it was it was great to um work with the association again uh, you guys are wonderful and itr economics enjoys being partnered with you and we look forward to many more years with you thank you this is brian bolio ceo and chief economist for itr economics